and welcome back to a brand new episode of We Taught Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Taylor Bolson. Alongside me in the Zoom call is Sasha Ovechkin. Let's go with that this week. Oh, well, well, thank you so much, uh, Caleb Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have, a, we have a blood feud with the Johansons, so I got to <laughs> say, I, I, can't, I can't accept that name. I'm sorry. That sounds like more Viking than hockey, like a blood feud between different, <laughs> different uh, Viking clans. Yeah, absolutely. Olsen's forever. <laughs> Actually, don't know any. I don't know any Johansons personally. I don't think anymore. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I also don't know any good Vikings. Uh, if there are any, they don't play for Minnesota. Oh, <laughs> Sasha, you're the you're my favorite. My dad's gonna hate this. <laughs> well, I um. <laughs> I've no, I don't know where to go from there, but uh, we can talk about. Are about there? A, yeah, go ahead. Are there any? Uh, are you a football fan at all? Like proper American football? Hell no. I mean, like I'll watch it if it's around. I understand how the game works, but it doesn't get my it, my blood going like soccer does. Okay. Do you know who's in the Super Bowl? Uh, the Chiefs and uh, Peyton Manning's stupid team. Peyton Manning hasn't played in three years. No, not Peyton Manning. What's his name? Tom Brady. Sorry, Tom Brady's. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Dolphins, Miami. No. Buccaneers. Yeah, the right state. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I picked so, the winner. The team. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the winner? Chiefs. Come on. Chiefs are <laughs> perfect. I I hope you're right because fuck Tom Brady. Uh, There's the official stance of United fans that Tom Brady can go fuck himself. Yeah. This weird kissing his son in the mouth for like three seconds like come on dude it's weird anyway <laughs> have you seen have you seen that video no there's a documentary on tom brady and like this is a video of him like mouth kissing his son for like longer than you should mouth kiss your kids like not like a quick peck like three seconds like yeah. longer than yeah, it's it's weird. There's a certain level of fame where like the narcissism narcissism destroys you, and and he's getting there because it happened to uh, Ronaldo when that when that weird ass statue came out with his face. Like I was like, that has gone too far. Like you, you, like, you need to, your your image has blown up too much because now we like we have this weird alien thing. And, uh. He's also a, a Trump supporter. At least he was back in 2016. So he can go him. fuck himself. Yeah. Yes. Um, speaking of players who don't have to go fuck themselves, who are leaving this country, hopefully not for good. Um, we talked last week or last time about Jordan Morris moving to Swansea. He'll be joined by um, old old timey gangster, old Polly Boobats. Yeah, that's um, right. Paul sure. Ariola. Yeah, yeah, on his way over to Swansea to Wales to join Jordan Morris's growing American gang over there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all those other Americans just think that's the tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you thought this was the first, this would be the only genitalia humor this episode. Boy, do we have a surprise for you later. Okay. <laughs> just calling our shot. I'm, I'm babe roothing this uh, discussion we're going to have. I'm pointing, calling my shot. Nice. Um, Daryl DT moving from Orlando to Barnsley, also in the championship on a six-month loan. I'm reportedly an option to buy at twenty million, which probably will not be triggered, but it's there if they want it. Uh, of note here is that a uh, former MLB uh, stout and director of baseball for the Oakland A's and the kind of the 
popularizer of Moneyball, uh, Billy Bean is now like overseeing soccer uh, football operations at a uh, at a uh, Barnsley in the championship. So if that's related to him looking at MLS a little closer, remains to be seen. But he know, knew what he was doing in, in baseball. See if he knows what he was doing in soccer. Um, Aaron Long had a lot of bids for, from championship teams. Um, they were rejected by New York Red Bulls, reportedly not happy there at New York. But what can you do? Well, I guess you can uh, get rid of another player. Kaku is also leaving New York Red Bulls on free transfer to Saudi Arabia. He's going to be playing for Al Tawan. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, I, but... I I believe you. <laughs> I believe you for sure. Um, probably the biggest exodus from uh, MLS as this is a permanent move to a top-level team in Europe, a homegrown player from FC Dallas, Brian Reynolds, um, after starring in Deadpool, has moved to Roma for in uh, Italian Serie A for a franchise record fee, official amount not disclosed, rumored to be around $10 million. Um, obviously, we know he's not the actor, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds actually also in soccer, purchasing Wrexham in Wales. So... <laughs> If your name rhymes with, if you're, is there, is it be Ryan, Brian, if your name is Crying Reynolds, you need to move to Europe immediately and you'll have a job in soccer somewhere. Yeah. All the Brian's and Ryan's are entering soccer. If, uh, you know, Brian Cranston <laughs> is going to be joining, buying a team. Uh, uh, the guy, the actor who passed away, who played Brian in Fast and Furious, he naturally would have bought a soccer team. So. <laughs> <laughs> It goes. <laughs> it just, it's it goes so many levels. Play, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, so that's. I'm excited to have another American back at Roma. Michael Bradley, the famous American, to have come from there. Um, we don't really talk about Syria here, but if you watch it, now you have a team to follow. Yeah, uh, their their names are on ESPN Plus. Um, I think most of them. There's a, at least a couple each weekend for sure. Um, not only that we follow closely here at Tuna Fans, but we'll probably follow Brian Reynolds pretty closely um, while keeping our six-feet distance, of course, Brian. Don't have to worry about that. Um, also, on the outs overseas, Brian Rodriguez from LAFC to UD Almera on a loan. Almera is playing in the Segunda Division, which is the second division in Spain. I did look that up earlier. I was I guessed that earlier, and I was right, so... Mark Tech one for me, being right. It's Caleb one, Sasha a lot more. Okay. <laughs> David Tom is leaving Nashville on loan to Hammarby in Sweden's top league. 12-month loan option to buy there. Um, some interleague stuff. Cullen Rowe returns home to Seattle to leaving New England Revolution. Also played, I think, for the Rapids back in the day as well. Mm-hmm. And then coming back to Red Bulls, after Kaku leaving their uh, Tom Edwards is joining the Red Bulls from Stoke in the championship in England. Um, that's it for the transfers we want to talk about because a lot of players moving overseas, and that's good for the lead, right, Sasha? Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome and inspiring. Um, some might it's, you know uh, attribute this to the economic situation currently in the world, but despite that, uh, we have players going to top leagues, and that's that's so. I mean. I, I already said it's inspiring. Not so it's 
inspiring is the talks between the MLS Players Association and MLS itself. Um, just a quick rundown here. If you have an, athle- an athletic uh, subscription, they have a nice article there by uh, Sam Stachel, Paul Tenorio, and I think Jeff Ruder. If I, it's definitely those first two, maybe Jeff as well. Um, kind of detailing where both sides are at at this point. And it's changed since the last article came out last Thursday. But basically last week, MLSPA offered a counterproposal that would extend the current CBA one more year until 2026. The counterproposal also included additional concessions from the Players Association, including decreased annual salary budgets and a decrease of the share of media rights that go to players after 2024. Totally... uh, Source close to the situation said that this totaled in about $50 million, 5-0, concessions by the MLSPA. MLSPA also proposed easing free agency restrictions in 2025 and 2026 to 23 years old and at least four years of service in the league from 24 year old, years old and five years of service in the league. Um, that's from the Athletic article um, reported by ESPN. Last week as well, that last Wednesday, MLS sent out a memo to owners to prepare for a lockout. Um, obviously, we here at Tuna fans support the players and want and who, who have said multiple times that they want to play, and we support their them in their uh, bargaining and also want them to play as well because we love to see them and want to do, them to do so safely and with some security behind them financially and health-wise yeah the the memo of the team owners i i don't like the sound of that but the fact that they they reached the the end of negotiation limit on the 29th and they decided to extend their the time to negotiate um with the players union till the fourth so we got two more days now <laughs> gives me hope i mean we'll see we can see what happens uh i hope the lockout doesn't happen because was it february 22nd players are supposed to be re- returning to to camp uh it's supposed to be yeah uh, yeah. With the first game happening, I think April, the first weekend in April. Yeah. Uh, the article from the Athletic goes through like the possible situations which could happen from this. Um, if you're worried about a player strike, they have the Athletic has reported that that's not not going to happen as the players do want to play. Um, we're looking at probably a, a lockout or they come to an agreement. Yeah, and it was revealed that MLS had consulted about the financial repercussions of a lockout or a strike. And they know that it would be, especially right now with having just lost a lot of money last season, it would it would do a lot of damage if they can't come to an agreement of, around the time they need to start, start the season. And as you said, we're less than a month away from training camp. And I mean, lots of other teams are making moves as if there is a season happening. Mm-hmm. Some players leaving to Europe as if there won't be a season happening, at least for the first part. Uh, most of those loans end in July. But one team who's not making many moves is Minnesota United, the team we hold dear to our heart. And they did sign one player. Was he a striker? Sasha, please lie to me and tell me he was a striker. I mean, we play players out of position all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is not a striker. We signed, uh, um, how do you say this, Juka? Uh, I think, Yuka, I think. Uh, Jay is silent. Yuta Raitala. So. Um, a Finnish left back or fullback cover from Montreal who plays on the international team with uh, good old Robin Lude. 
is 31, 32 years old, probably back up, cover both sides, could challenge Chase to a starting spot or at least give him some rest. Uh, we did see last year, year as uh, the season went on, Chase seemed more exhausted because he played almost every single game that he wasn't that he wasn't uh, suspended for. Um, and that kind of brings us to our next, our first question from our page, our well. Yeah, our, our Slack channel, which you, you can join via our Patreon for $3 a month. Um, from Mike D. Do the Loons remember they need players? <laughs> it's At this point, maybe it's an, a serious question. Like, we joked that they're, like, always late to the party of making signings or even announcing signings. But <laughs> yeah. we have w- one striker... Foster Langsdorf. That's supposed to be Australian. It wasn't. It was very poor. I apologize to all of our Australian listeners. Um, he, even though he's American, <laughs> but he's our one striker. We lost a key part in our starting lineup with Kevin Molino. We keep hearing that Thomas Chacon's going to go out on loan overseas. Well, that's not not going to happen anymore because the transfer window's closed. So is he staying? Or <laughs> what? What's happening? <laughs> What is happening? What is our roster? (laughs) I think this is the typical Minnesota power move. It's the weakest power move, which is to not sign anybody, right? When all the the transfer windows are open, then they close across the world. We're still open, and we can be like, then we go to the players and be like, yeah, you didn't get signed, so now we're your only option. Now we have that bargaining (laughs) chip. And I feel like, I honestly feel like that's what it is, because, like, we haven't heard anything. From anything from South America, anything from um, from Mexico, which is where we typically look. I mean, we got so obviously, obviously Finland and New Zealand, but yeah. And usually, there's inklings. You can hear like little reports. There was a report of us being interested in a winner from Club America, but he just went on loan to Santos, also in League of Matches. Um, but other than that, it's just been like kind of like a dry well. We're just trying to like, like we're trying to prime the pump. And just nothing's coming out, right? Give us something, anything. We're just, we're dying of thirst over here, and yeah. it's just dry as a bone. Yeah, um, and it's front, it's and it's frustrating, yeah. you know. Because the front like, office is we, like, we gave you a trap. What more do you want? <laughs> someone who just score goals. God damn it! Who's gonna score goals? Bebelo has to pass to somebody, you know. He's a creator. Yep. Yep. Uh I mean, unless we're just gonna plan on. Having Aitopara up front and just aim for his head and every single cross, yep. which honestly is better than the alternative at this point. Uh, it's just frustrating. Oh, one more thing for the Minnesota real quick. This was kind of dumped in the MLS news dump from uh, on the on the Athletic. Um, Callum Montgomery, who we traded for, uh, traded uh, from Dallas to Minnesota for fifty thousand and a fourth round draft pick. Sign the contract with Minnesota that will no longer see him occupy a senior roster spot. So that means one more roster spot Loons have to fill because of that, which they seem in no hurry to even think about filling it up. I, I it's watch. This is coming out on on a Tuesday. We're recording this on a Monday night. Yeah. Now, this has happened many times before where we record something, and the next day, all of the news happens. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday and we've signed three players, know that we did not know that at this point. Please. 
We're good at our jobs, even or, though this isn't our job. <laughs> we're good at this. We know what we're doing. We're just, we have poor timing all the time. I mean, if people would forgive us, our listeners would forgive us, because then at least we'd be signing somebody. They'd be like, oh, we did sign somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not even, like, there's no, like, even inkling of rumors anywhere. And, like, even in, like, foreign papers, so you don't even hear Minnesota. It's like, I just, do you think uh, Kirill Kaprizov can reach a ball towards a goal pretty well? Or he didn't find it with a stick pretty well? Yeah, definitely. I mean, a harder dish isn't that far off from a soccer ball, right? I, I mean, I'd, I'd let him at least, you know, I'd let him into the locker room to set up some some elaborate set pieces because that guy seems like he's got a he's got a tricky mind. And you know what? We need we need more Russians. I mean, right? I've been, yeah, I've been scouring the Russian papers for transfer news. I mean, I can't read Russian, so that doesn't I mean, help. But. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's worked out so far for Minnesota, for Minnesota Wild. Why, why, why shouldn't it work out for Minnesota United? Oh. You know? Uh, it's true. I don't know, man. As soon as we hear any inkling of any sort of rumor or anything, fucking hell, well, it'll be here in this podcast. Not this one, but the next one, because got nothing for you this time. We're really sorry. Um we did nothing. That's what Trinidad and Tobago scored against the U.S. Men's National Team. Revenge! Revenge for that time they not just started qualifying! Yes. In, in a match that totally mattered. Yes. The, the massive friendly where we, we opened the scoring within two minutes. We had three players with two braces. Oh, one person uh, completed their brace within the first half. It was just... <laughs> yeah, was uh, 7 nothing. Uh, score a touchdown on him and a field goal or an extra point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Re- revenge in a meaningless game against the team that not out of the 2020 World Cup, 2020, yeah. 2018 World Cup. What year is it? <laughs> Where am I? Well, I mean, it's hard to know which year it Fuck. is because apparently there's buzz about Josie Altador, which makes me think we're <laughs> in 2016. Uh, yeah, Burhalter let it slip. Uh, just prior to this game, that apparently there have been a lot of calls regarding the people who are at the Osman's national team camp. Here's the quote. Throughout the last three weeks, you won't believe the amount of calls I've been getting about different players. We've gotten calls about a ton of players. Josie is another focus of transfer speculation. I don't think it's my place to go to details of that. I think that's a place for his club and for Josie. But there have been a number of clubs interested in Josie as well as other players in camp. And he was left out of the roster because of injury, but I don't know. Maybe How old do you... Th- how old do you think Josie Altador is? You, you could tell me he's 24 or that he's 38, and I wouldn't believe you. But how old do you think he is? 31? Is he 31 or 32? He's exactly 31, you I, son of a bitch. She got me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I looked it up earlier this week, and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's the only quiz I get this week. Well, he, Josie won't be going to Europe. He'll be following old Polly Boop hats or Brian Reynolds or Ryan Reynolds, for that matter. Um, I don't know if he can possibly go to lead that match. If they they still have a window open, that could be a possibility. Maybe I don't know. The North American transfer window is a little silly that way. But we're going to Europe right now to talk about our new favorite hero, a uh, player. <laughs> and I mean, we're we're. I'm just gonna preface this with that. Um, we're both in our late twenties. Um, just know that we're both in. You know. Serious relationships with 
grown adults who tolerate our humor, I guess. Uh, I, I for one, blame my father for this because <laughs> I sent this to him and he also left. Um, a player named... A striker, no less, named uh, Jiz Horncamp. Um, Dutch player scored four goals in 34 minutes to help his team FC Den Bosch get a 4-4 draw against Excelsior. Um, four goals, man. He really sprayed it all over the net, didn't he? <laughs> you have just been holding that one in and wanting to unload it this whole podcast. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they are going to be coming thick and heavy. <laughs> oh man, he just—he just penetrated that defense so so easily four times, and I mean, he just—he you know—he busted out. I mean, I was surprised and, if he got a nutmeg during that game. He ruined this whole year's clean sheet. So, <laughs> <laughs> I have to give him a hand for that. Like, it's an impressive. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't firing blanched and say, tell him that you tell, tell him to say that about him oh god um, it was all built up inside of me but now that it's out I feel a lot better a lot <laughs> sleepier too <laughs> I mean maybe it was the pitch and some very fertile grounds that helped him <laughs> okay obviously like we made a lot of puns regarding this it, the, 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 the player's name is Jim Jizz Horncamp like it's J I Z Z. Yes. And Horn Camp with a K, because he's Dutch. Because of course, they're fucking weird. But I'm saying four goals. Why isn't he on the Minnesota's Minnesota's <laughs> discovery list right now? Even if someone just wrote jizz on there, like as a joke, like oh no, it's somebody. That wasn't a joke. That's an actual player. You know, oh man, can you imagine getting Wonderwall all to sing jizz's name? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I've never wanted anything more in my whole entire life. <laughs> Who do we want? Jizz! <laughs> Who do we want it? When it's appropriate! <laughs> I, I mean, the casters... Love, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking about the, like, kind of the dark side of this game, is that I don't think Celsius defense consented to him storing on them four times. <laughs> No, they did not because they, there was definitely a red card after the 90th minute for a player on Excelsior. Really? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> um, trying to put this out there right now. Please tweet at us your Jizz Horntamp jokes at TW United fans. I, it's it's going to be amazing. Uh, to answer Mike's question, yeah, he plays forward, but apparently he can also play right back. Oh, yeah. Uh, we didn't, Mike's question was... Uh, uh, again, Mike D from our Patreon, from our Slack, three dollars a month. You can join our Slack channel, ask us questions each time we have an episode. We have to answer, no matter how silly. Uh, Mike asked, "What is Jizz Horntamp's preferred position?" Obviously, a missionary. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes, he's a striker and a fullback as well. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, oh. Whew, okay. Now that we've gotten all the fun out of the way, we've got to talk about something that's not so funny. That's still pretty funny. Not as funny, but <laughs> still pretty funny. funny. I mean, yeah. Uh, in, the, in the course of the talk of too big to fail, 
Barcelona was in the news all week, and the story only grew over the weekend. Uh, so if anybody doesn't know, if you've been living under a rock, Barcelona's in massive financial trouble. Uh, but this weekend, it was leaked that Messi's contract that was signed in 2016 is worth 400 million, 491 million pounds, and 452 million of that he has already earned with five months left on his contract. Now people so, are, yeah. So he did, he he'll be getting 39 million more pounds in five months. Yeah, that's I know it's crazy, isn't it? Where is our checks, <laughs> Joe Biden? Where are our checks? <laughs> <laughs> Our meager twelve hundred or two thousand dollars checks, right? Um, well, I mean, you got to win some Ballon d'Ors, but I guess. Man, I should just play for Barcelona. <laughs> what am I doing with my life? I mean, they're going to be. Well, I mean, yeah, gonna... yeah. Now it's, it'd be bad, but like hindsight's twenty twenty, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so the speculation is that Barcelona leaked this information themselves in order to shift the blame of their impending bankruptcy. And it, it might be that it's not clear whether they're going to go bankrupt, but it's starting to seem more imminent. Uh, however, the fans of Barcelona are quick to point out that, tro- that Messi has won a lot of trophies, has brought a lot of success to the team, and really, Barcelona is still in, uh, you know, in hot water because of the, of their financial, their poor financial decisions, um, mm-hmm. especially regarding transfers and loans. Uh, they have a current outstanding outstanding debt of one point five billion dollars. And their short-term debt, which is like the banks were trying to collect on right now, is $886 million. Uh, the players also revealed uh, this past week that they hadn't received their wages for the past month uh, or for the month of December. Uh, apparently, Barcelona is having trouble pay- uh, paying back the debt they owe to the banks, and they want an extension till summer, hopefully till June. I think the thoughts there is that they could either get maybe make some money in the transfer window or they can have you know fans back in the stadiums and they'll have some amount you know to, to offer um, but they still owe money to a lot of big clubs including Liverpool your club they owe for Coutinho 26 million pounds yeah they, they do they still owe Ajax for Frankie De Jong and Sergio Dest. they still owe Bayern 11 million euros for Vidal who they let go on a free transfer along with Luis Suarez um, so that like the fans also pointed out that they had, you know, accumulated 352 million pounds worth of debt for Coutinho, Dembele, Griezmann, and like those aren't just the only poor financial decisions they've made. So, right now Barcelona's in really hot, hot water. Yeah, just we uh, talked about this on a Patreon episode a while back when the time first came out that they were not doing well financially. Eventually, I think released that as a uh, little Patreon preview on the main feed, so you can go back and listen to that. If you want, uh, this is kind of a development story that we just kind of thought like, oh, this is kind of bad back when we talked about it the first time. Now it's much worse than we thought. Um, this, they, uh, I think I mentioned this back in our first kind of talked about this a few months ago now. Um, but Ivan Rakitic is at Sevilla now. It was a longtime Barcelona player. Um, previous transfer window, they turned down a $40 million or Euro uh, bid for him, he ended up going to Sevilla for 1.5. So the business there has not been done well. Um, that's one of the reasons why Bartomeu has been ousted as pres- club president. Um, election is supposed to happen, I think, this month at some point. Um, this will happen in January, but they're delayed due to COVID, I think. Um, Sid Lowe, the Guardian, has kind of been following this. He's their uh, Spanish football uh, correspondent. So, um, 
I would look up his stuff. It's you know very he's very insightful and has and uh, has a lot of stuff to say about the situation as well. Yeah, watch this space. One of the biggest clubs in the world could be tumbling down. Do I think they'll get the Rangers treatment where they have to start bat as kind of like a Phoenix club in the lower divisions? I don't think so. But it may be a long time until we see another Barcelona trophy. Yeah. and Or see a Barcelona, you know, the Barcelona kit be so popular or see Barcelona players on the cover of FIFA. Because they, the, they were the most prominent brand, I think, of the past decade. Oh, yeah. Them and Real Madrid mm-hmm. are probably the biggest. As much as I hate to say it, them and Manchester United. Yeah. And I think now the pendulum's swinging back towards... You know, England and kind of Germany with Bayern. Yeah, Munich. but it's, it's Liverpool and Manchester City who got the you know the jersey sales now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Liverpool who actually won this week twice. Fuck yeah! Apparently, my rant had <laughs> some sort of effect. Um, my my dad tweeted uh, texted me after they won like, "Hey, you're welcome." Because he asked that question about what's wrong with Liverpool and made me do that. So, thanks, Dad. Again, I guess. Um, but yeah, three one against West Ham. Three one against Tottenham. They're back and firing. Also signed two center backs, uh, Ben Davies from Preston in the Championship, and then Ozan Tabak, K A B A K, from Schalke, um, Turkish Turkish international. Um, some solid business done by Michael Edwards in their front office. But Arsenal, are they they are they plateauing or they're just kinda of like what you want from them now is tying Manchester United nil nil. I mean no I think nobody wanted the draw and definitely not nil nil, but it's a better result for Arsenal than it was for Manchester United. They Arsenal was the kind of team they need to beat if they wanted to tell the other t- clubs at the top that they were gonna win the title this year. Right. And yeah, there's so much recency bias in sports. Obviously, like the most recent result is the one that sticks out in your mind the most. And there, just a couple weeks ago, Manchester United were the champions crowned. Uh, oh, who could beat them? And then Sheffield United, who were 20th <laughs> in the league, beat them and handily so, two one. Then I think they lost again and then drew. So falling apart. That's why you can't ever say a team season is done. Unless it's the final day, yeah, it'd be cool. Or the if mathematically, it'd, yeah, yeah, it'd be cool if Sheffield went on a miracle run, at least to get out of the auto relegation spot. But if they get completely got out of the relegation zone, which is is going to be fucking hard at this point because they're yeah, they've won like they're, eight eight points, twelve points. I think that was their first win, <laughs> I think, of the year too. Which is, you know, just a top team. It's pretty good, but yeah, yeah, I think Chris Wilder's men are on their way back down to the championship. Unfortunately, um. Graham Potter's men at Brighton Hove Albion beat Tottenham 1 0. So that's pretty exciting. Tottenham and Gareth Bale are <laughs> not doing well. I know you're enjoying that, Sasha. Oh, of course. Uh, I mean, I, I, I like Jose now, but <clears throat> like Tottenham, I'm glad when they're not the top <clears throat> league, not the top London team in the league. Uh, speaking of also another team, London team who's not top, uh, Chelsea fired their, their manager, Frank Lampard. The whole the the you know the the hometown hero you could say or the, the guy who played for them and won with Jose uh you know back in the yeah, day back in the day uh, Frank Lampard out after about what a year and a half mm-hmm. not even somewhere on there uh, but when you spend over two hundred million pounds in the summer and you are in what eighth you you can't do that 
Um, he kind of got a pass after the first year with the transfer ban. I thought he did well with the Tids. They they finished what in third. Well, that's pretty good with with the Tids, but wasn't so good this year. Um, he was replaced by Thomas Tuchel, who coached at uh, Dortmund and PSG. Uh, PSG, yep. the most recent two jobs. Um, German who hates youngsters reportedly and <laughs> play, having them play a three four three, which they. They drew a nil-nil against Wolves, who Wolves are in all sorts of disarray because they sold Diogo Jota to Liverpool, and then Raul Jimenez suffered a horrific head injury two months, was it November, I think? Yeah. Somewhere around there. So they lost the two best attackers. One, they knew what was going to happen, one through just a free horrific accident. Um, So they're kind of just like, we'll just defend. And it was nil-nil, and... Chelsea completed over 800 passes, and like their heat map was like all over the pitch except for the opposing box. <laughs> like, it was like empty, and they posted a video on Twitter of like here are 16 of our completed passes in a row of our 840. Like oh, self burn. You don't see those very often. It's the one highlight from that game. Come on, um, but they did beat Burnley two nil. Uh, Marcus Alonso and Cesar Aspilicueta. With the goals there, the old men carrying Chelsea, just like Thomas Tuchel has designed. <laughs> um, one more thing, just from England, um, I watch a lot of FM football manager videos of creators on YouTube. Most of them are British. Um, one creator whose uh, username is Loki Doki, L O K I D O K I, is doing a save with Basingstoke Town who are in the eighth tier of England, who have been royally fucked by their last um, owner, who um, tried to sell their ground and build apartments on it. I mean, it's all tied up in legal. Like, he would sell stuff that was in the training block, sell stuff from the club on eBay, like stuff that they needed to try and sabotage the club. They, they were doing construction on the field so they wouldn't be able to play at the club. Um, so he's partnering with the actual club, Basingstoke Town, to raise money for them to help them find a new home and um, keep them afloat in this tough time. So if um, he, it's, you can also buy their um, merch online, just Basingstoke, uh, B-A-S-I-N-G-S-T-O-K-E, Town. Um, if you search Google search that and merch, you'll find... Um, they have jerseys and scarves. Their 125th uh, celebration scarf for I think, with shipping about 18. No, shipping about 20 some dollars. So pretty good deal. Needed to help out a uh, startling club in England. So if that interests you, tweet at me at Real Caleb FC. Also tweet at us at TWO United Fans. Also follow us on Instagram at TWO United Fans. Um, Sasha, are you on any social medias? Uh, I am, but I'm <laughs> I'm gonna keep a secret this week. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> You're not back on Twitter though, right? No, I'm not back on Twitter. It's okay. a, it'll be a permanent ban. And I, I t- if you want to join the Slack and t- see what my thoughts are on that, uh, you, please do. Um, yeah, three dollars a month. Um, five dollars a month gets you an extra episode or extra episodes on the Patreon. Um, not about soccer. 
from each of us. Um, I've released episode on Sturgill Simpson's A Sailor's Guide to Earth, and I'm going to release my next one on Jeff Rosenstock's Worry this week. I already recorded it, so I just need to edit it and send it out. And Sasha, you got some, you're going to talk about some D&D classes, was it? Yes. Yep. Uh, I'm going to be talking about the, the strongest classes that I think from uh, Tasha's uh, Tasha's Cauldron, uh, which is an expansion book to D&D. Any little little teaser? Uh, yeah, there is a there is a class that allows you to make zombies uh, using mushroom spores. Uh, so you can have you can just raise your <laughs> friends from the dead and have them follow you around after you, you get them killed in your party. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Hey, so for that five dollars a month, um, special thanks to our lead commissioner tier who at twenty dollars a month gets a shout out at the end of every episode. So thanks, Eric Olson. Thanks, Dad. Um, also thanks to Tectonics for use of their song Lustless as our theme music you can follow them on Twitter YouTube Facebook Bandcamp um, and if there's ever live music again they might play a show or whatever you can go watch them um, I got nothing else Sasha any shout outs for you or uh, hold on to that GameStop stock and uh, we'll see you in two <laughs> weeks I guess yeah, see you in a bit. If there's any like breaking Minnesota news in the past next two weeks, we'll cover it on our next episode. So, until then, thank you for listening. Thank you.